Hey lovelies, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Luke Gerlach with Think Chat and welcome to confession number 95. We're continuing on our fabulous journey with Kath Murdoch in her book, Getting Personal with Inquiry Learning. In this episode, we're going to focus on sections 3.1 to 3.3, which highlights how to light the spark of personal inquiry to proposing, pitching, and planning. Now, this is the section you've been waiting for, my friends. It's the heart of how we get started with a personal inquiry, how and what to document, and provides a lot of reflection and planning prompts. If I were you, I'd have a notebook ready because you're going to be ready to jot down some notes, my friends. Now, this week would not have been as wonderful if it had not been from the insight of our fabulous guest moderator, Vidya G. She brought her passion for this work by guiding us through the section with thoughtful considerations and provided enough think time to digest and reflect on the process. We love you, Vidya, for always supporting this work. Now, let's start off with this journey metaphor. I think most people can concur that life is a journey full of memorable moments, some overwhelmingly happy, while some left us in tears. But these moments have defined who we are today, and we will continuously evolve to become better tomorrow. Kath connects this journey metaphor to learning about inquiry. She says, journeys suggest connection, flow, sequence, and conti continuity rather than scattered, one-off, fragmented activities. While a journey may be a meandering one, it is still, for the most part, working towards a destination. Some journeys are short, others long. Some go according to the plan, while others are beset with unexpected challenges. Most destinations have multiple pathways or routes to reach them, so decisions must be made about the best route under the circumstances. I don't know about you, but I connect to the notion that a journey is not a one-off, rather sustainable over time. So we create a disposition of taking meaningful action. Kath provides some amazing questions to consider before, during, and after our personal queries on page 85. In my breakout room discussion, we both took this prompt page um, to look differently. My partner looked at these questions to guide the planning of shared inquiries and for modeling personal inquiries. Meanwhile, I saw these question prompts to model with our learners so they can answer them on their own. You have to check them out because they really get you thinking. And here's a sampling of them from each section. So here we go. Before the inquiry, here's some questions you might want to ask. Where do I want to go? Why? What other journeys have I been on that are like this? And what can I learn from them? Now let's focus on during the inquiry. How am I feeling about this? Is this what I was expecting? Now after the experience of exploration, what's the best thing about where I have arrived? Is this what I expected? So good. Because these questions really get deep, right? And if we aren't where we expected, now the students can articulate why it is not and pulling from their experiences. So fabulous. 
Now, CASP reflects on our process as educators. This part really oh, has stayed with me this whole week. She says, challenging yourself to open up opportunities for personal inquiry is undoubtedly a professional learning journey for you. Going into the unknown means being courageous, trusting yourself, and harnessing a spirit of adventure. Isn't that beautiful? This is like my new mantra that I'm going to print post up on my vision board. We're all facing an uphill battle with something in our practice, in our lives. So take one small step each day to walk around that obstacle that's in your way so you can get to the other side. And remember this thought, and I'm gonna repeat. Challenging yourself to open up opportunities for personal inquiry is undoubtedly a professional learning journey for you. Going into the unknown means being courageous, trusting yourself, and harnessing a spirit of adventure. Oh, I love that. I don't know why, but I see a horse running wild and me riding on back of it. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, so now let's talk about lighting the spark. By reading this book, you're lighting your own spark. Don't forget this as you pro progress through the school year or continue on for some of our friends who've already begun. There will be obstacles, that's a given. But this is, you know, because this is the only thing that we can count on. Even still, remember the book club and remember this book and how it has lit your love of personal inquiry. So what about our learners? For some of them, they might struggle to identify their passion and spark. How can we help them? Kath provides some invaluable suggestions. She states, there are numerous reasons why some learners might find it challenging to locate a focus for personal inquiry. The important thing to remind ourselves is that learners may well have interests even when they're unable or choose not to articulate them. It is our job to gently provoke, nurture, and question and to observe, listen, and trust that they that we will find a way to help each learner get in touch with their own curiosity. Or should I say, to get back in touch with their curiosity. I told you, these are gems, gems, this section. So if we spark our learners, why do so many learners fail to move forward with their personal inquiry? It probably has to do with the systems you have or have not established for them to be independent. Kath reminds us, simply opening the door to personal inquiry and expecting all the learners to confidently walk through is both naive and ineffective. If you are learning in a traditional setting for most of the day, learners will greatly struggle to pivot towards agentic thinking right? Yet many of us do this throughout the week and wonder why learners act out during personal inquiry time. Uh, I think there's a connection there. And the shared inquiry or the unit of inquiry can be a wonderful time to spark personal inquiries. This is a highly collaborative time where peers and educators can engage to share ideas 
that may spark curiosities and wonderings and cast suggests whether planned or spont uh, spontaneous, I can never say that word, spontaneous, shared inquiries are designed to build the knowledge bank for our learners and help them develop conceptual understandings about the way the world works. As educators bring big questions to learners in the form of shared inquiry, they are also broadening the scope of possibility for personal inquiries to follow. That makes sense. We get together, we share ideas, we're sparking each other, and then that might spark something else for me to explore personally. As a result of the shared inquiry, we can prompt learners to spark their thinking. Love it. Here are some suggested by the text. These are possibilities of ways that we can speak to spark personal inquiries. That could be a great thing to inquire into. Sounds like something that would work really well for a personal inquiry. Ooh, maybe you could look into that in our discovery workshop. This section has many ideas on how to spark curiosity, especially on pages 88 and 89, including um, a heart map and a museum of us. They are wonderful, but it comes from a place of authenticity as you guide the process. Kath states, one of the most powerful ways to light the spark in learners is to provide authentic living examples of what personal inquiry looks like. So that goes back to how can we be authentic? We have to share our own personal inquiries and our own learning journey with our students um, and be able to be open about the obstacles we face, about timing, about resources, all of that, so that they know the real life expectation of what it's going to be, that it's not always going to be perfect but it's the journey that matters more than the product that comes at the end. So as we've previously discussed, the learning space design greatly supports personal inquiry. And on page 92 and 93, Kath provides some learning spaces that will set the stage for discovery workshop. She has a list of materials that we use each time to transition learners towards the workshop experience. So this reminds me of a conversation with a colleague in my breakout room. In her early years uh, classroom, they eat meals inside their room. So they have to set the stage for the experience by putting out wipeable placemats. This helps her learners to switch gears from learning to eating. So when they see those placemats, they know it's time to do a different task. Similarly, we can set the stage for discovery workshops. Check out these different ideas and concepts and materials. Uh, oh my gosh, on these pages from 92 to 93. They're simply amazing. So here's an example. So Kath suggests an idea or concept, which is exploring materials, patterns, and textures. And some sample items to arrange possibly could be loose parts, such as glass beads, buttons, wood slices, of a small branch, shells, seeds, stones, toothpicks, colored matchsticks, pegs, and corks. I'm all about the loose parts, Kath. Love them. I'm just so glad that you added so many um, 
options and varieties because oftentimes when we're thinking of loose parts we think of unfortunately a lot of traditional teachers think of materials that are in the manipulative spin but we want students engaging with real life objects um, practicing these um, concepts um, with real life connections so that they can see them in their real life right so when i see these materials because i'm connecting now I naturally connect to Misty Patterson's See Me model, which is concepts, materials, and experiences. You ask learners to express themselves through playful interactions to demonstrate the concept through the use of thoughtful materials and learning experiences. To spark your learners further, Kath has provided a wonderful set of visuals to identify big ideas or concepts to determine if the focus is worthwhile and connect with other personal inquiries, or trigger our personal interests, sentence stems, and sample ideas. You can check out these pages, there are a lot, from pages 96 to 101. You will be tempted to use all of them in your practice straight away, I promise you, including Misty's See Me model. If you wanna know more about that, check out her book, Pop-Up Studio, Responsive Teaching for Today's Learners, which can be found on Amazon. So now let's transition towards proposing, pitching, and planning. So now that we've sparked curiosity, what do we do next? We need to make a strong proposition, pitch, and plan. But this process is going to look differently for each learner. And so what will you put in the plan? You know, is there multiple entry points for our learners? And Kath points out, I love this one. Ah, she says, personal inquiry is just that, personal. So when it comes to ways to organize a plan, we need to acknowledge that there's no single or right way to go about it. Simple and truthful, right? So what does this mean for us? We need to brainstorm with our learners how they might find out and ways they might want to share and represent their learning to contribute to the community. So it's all about driven by the learners. An example of this process can be found on page 103. And the rest of this section focuses on the more helpful feedback, initial planning of ideas and preparing a pitch that includes all the elements of personal inquiry that we've previously unpacked, planning the investigation, reflecting on the process, and questioning tools. To be honest, friends, they're all templates. So for me to go through them, I'd be here for days because it goes from pages 105 to 118. And I'm telling you, there are examples in here for elementary to early years. Ah, so good. And Katha's just been so great about curating these resources for us. So the process is well scaffolded and offering learners agency. Meanwhile, it's taking the lift off of wondering how do I start? She's got examples there that you can modify and tweak to meet your context. This is so good. I just, I, I, I have no words, friend. And that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. It's just so good. So, well, my friends, 
this is just a little bit about, you know, getting to the nitty gritty of personal planning inquiry with our learners. I'm telling you, after reading all this section, which was so good, I need a big old nap. So I hope you um, have a wonderful rest of your week and check out the next section. See you soon, my friend.